You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And good morning, everyone, and a happy Memorial Day weekend. Thank you for tuning in. And, of course, we need to remember those uh, soldiers who made the ultimate sacrifice in order for us to live free in the United States of America and uh, do the things that we do on Labor Day and also Memorial Day weekends. Of course, it's a little different than Veterans Day where we honor all the veterans this is for those that made that ultimate sacrifice in the name of freedom. Devin, uh, good morning to you, sir. How are you doing this morning? Good morning. I am wonderful. I'm here with David Klein, who's the president of the New Orleans chapter for Bayou Friends of the NRA. And guess what? I saw Senior Hines from Rummel yesterday, and he talked about you uh, quite a bit. We had like six Rummel guys in the store, and it's a good coincidence that we're here talking to you today. It was an entry. They always come in, and it's funny how... You know, times from our past meet up with us in in current day, and the uh, well, you were one of the first people he mentioned. Y'all must have seen each other at a, at a cook-off That's or like something. an alumni association. It huh? is. Yeah, and we did, yeah. That was good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I imagine you you get a lot of uh, Rommel guy Raiders come in the store there. And, you know, we do. He had, his, he had his son with him, and then I have three employees. I know, huh? You think mm-hmm. that business is still afloat. That's a t- ticking time bomb <laughs> there with four Rommel Raiders in the same building for eight hours a day. And there was him and wow. his son, and you were one of the first people he brought up. And then we started talking about you and the show. So, yeah, there was six or, six or seven of us in the store. It was pretty nice uh, into the day yesterday. And beginning yeah, we're to the talking day about Jefferson, And we're talking about Jefferson Gun Outlet, if you're not familiar with it. Devin is the manager there and uh, does a good job. And uh, he'll even treat Jesuit guys well if they come in there. He'll give I will. Good price I will. Stuff. Well, tell us, what are we going to be talking about with David, the NRA? We've got a, kind of been in the news lately. He has, yes. We're going to talk more about the local chapter today, mainly because uh, very soon we do a... a um, the, the store, too, sponsors a Bayou Friends of the NRA banquet. It's very fun, very inviting to all. Um, you can join the, the NRA, and then once you're a member of the NRA, it opens you up to local chapters of the NRA, and he's going to tell us about the local Bayou Friends of the NRA banquet and all the good guns you can win and uh, and what they offer to the public and what they do with the proceeds, and it's a, it's a good time. I enjoy doing it myself with them. Yeah, thank you for having us on today. Um, but just to, to clarify that, Devin, we do not require the NRA membership to be part of the Friends Group, although we do highly suggest that you support us nationally as well locally. Uh, but the local chapters were run a little bit uh, independent of the, the national organization as far as membership. Uh, but we do have our banquet coming up at the end of June, on June 27th. It's a Thursday night right at the Landmark Hotel in Metairie, as all the people from local know it, uh, but it is the Copeland Towers and Suite. Yeah, we've been doing that with you for, for a very long uh, time, and it's a, yeah, I got a funny... Uh, t- it's uh, 26 years uh, now this year. Yeah, I think I have a plaque in my office you gave us a year or two <laughs> ago. It's a cherished plaque, but I got a good story for you to loosen up the uh, the morning, so a couple years ago... When I started doing this, uh, mainly with the guy sitting next to me, David, I had uh, we do all the guns, like we do the transfers of the guns. So if you go to the the banquet and you bid on a gun or you win a gun, you know they give a bunch of guns away in drawings and raffles, and they got silent auctions and um, all sorts of good stuff. But we bring the guns to the show, and then when you win one, we transfer it to you, 
you know, legally, obviously. So anyway, I'm going to, uh, I got probably 50, 50 guns and suppressors and probably explosives, all sorts of stuff in my trunk. And, uh, and a woman slams into me at a red light. So a bunch of police show up, you know, because there's a wreck. And uh, they're looking through my car, and I probably, <laughs> probably have a hundred thousand dollars worth of firepower in my car. I was a, uh, I was an interesting night, and I was late to the banquet. So shame on me for that. But it made for a uh, kind of interesting. I story. bet you had some uh, splaining Lucy to do. There. I do. I still see law enforcement that comes into the store and say, "Were you the guy who has a, a bunch of guns on airline highway a couple of years ago in your car?" Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm sure that went over the police scanner pre, uh, pretty quick when they saw you. Uh, they either thought I'd just stolen all the guns from Jefferson Gun Outlet or I was forming an armada somewhere in the landmark area. But, uh, but yeah, anyway, funny story. But, yeah, they give away a bunch of guns, and um, I go every year. It's mainly, you know, it's mainly work, but it's also very, very, very fun. It, they've got a lot of good people there. they got food, drinks. Um, it's a good, good group of people. I highly recommend it for a Thursday evening night out. Yeah, what more do you need, uh, David? How, how extent? Uh, what geographic areas does the New Orleans uh, chapter cover? I know there's a very active chapter in Baton Rouge. Does uh, is this a Metro New Orleans like Saint Bernard, River Parishes, Saint Tammany, or do they have separate uh, chapters? Yeah, so the the, the geographical reference really kind of is is just the the Greater New Orleans area. There is a West Bank chapter. Um, and then there's there's chapters across the lake down at Homa and Baton Rouge, uh, so we we kind of grab everybody uh, from kind of as far as they want to come. We get people coming from the Homa Homa area to our banquet every year, um, but we kind of all work together. Uh, a lot of people attend multiple banquets, so there's not really a, a true dividing line where we stop. But we're pretty much the Greater New Orleans area. It's something very strange too about those banquets. There, uh, it's not um, just because I'm a very small and non-intricate part of the process. But the people that go there are, um, and gun people as a whole. This is what one of the things that makes me so upset about, you know, the news coverage um, in a in a dim light occasionally. But they, uh, they're the, the nicest people you ever wanted. There was a, a woman, I remember last time, there was a woman who wanted to change the name on her ticket because she had bid on and won a gun. Um, and there was a young kid who was getting in the ninth grade or something, and she wanted to give uh, him her gun that she won because I guess he, he met her and they were talking, you know, across the table from one another. And uh, he, she had won a twenty two rifle or something and and wanted to give a bunch of her stuff that she wanted to this kid that she just met, you know, in his family. It's um, it's, it's a uh, a breath of fresh air and, and kindness at those events that most people, uh, you know, look at as um, they they don't look at it in that light. I should say always, and, and I wish they went. And, and that really is true. I mean, we we you know every year we have a, a new crop of people that come to the banquet. We have some of the old regulars. But there is no, uh, there's no strangers in that room. Uh, you know, you have 300 people in there who probably have never seen each other, and everybody's going to talk to everybody, and everybody's going to be friends with everybody. It really is. A, it's a family event. Um, it's predominantly guys, but uh, but it is. There's a lot of wives and wives and, and women there, and and there's a fair number of kids. Uh, we usually get a bunch of high school kids to come help out and be runners at the banquet. They come and get service hours. Uh, so it really, you know, it's it's set up for everyone. I think the last, the, the two big winners at the last one were women, right? Weren't there two women that were like doing a bidding war all <laughs> yeah, night we long? Had, uh, they walked out with 
shopping carts full of guns and stuff. I think they it was did. Two they women. Were, yep, they were. It was, uh, and they, they were trying to figure out how to get it all back home because uh, then they had to fit it all in a car at the end of the night. That might have yeah. been why she was giving some of it away to the kids. That was good stuff. That they were bidding on everything, bidding more on everything. Two yeah, because uh, you know, although we we usually have about fifty guns or so as far as auctions, raffles, or, or giveaways. Uh, but there's a ton of other stuff there. You know, we have a lot of uh, non-gun items. Uh, we got jewelry, uh, just anything, anything to do with with shooting, hunting, or fishing. You know, we even get some fishing stuff there. We've had fi- fishing packages uh, as auction items. Uh, so there's pretty much there's a little bit of everything. Well, listen, we need to take a break, guys. We come back. A couple things I've got for you, David. One, uh, the, the the changing image of NRA. You know, it's, I think it's been stereotyped for far too long who an NRA member is, and I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that. And also, uh, the money that's raised at these uh, functions. Where does it go? How is it used? You listen to Talking Guns. I'm Don Dubuque, along with Devin Burgess and David Klein. He's with the Friends of the NRA. Got a banquet coming up. Going to be June 27th. Going to tell you more details about that, too. All that right after this. Welcome back in. Uh, David Klein is our special guest with us, uh, talking about Friends of the NRA. David, uh, you know, for so many years, uh, NRA members, I-, I think, have been unfairly stereotyped. You know, the guy with the tobacco in the mouth and driving a pickup truck and trigger-happy, toting guns around. Hey, there's some of me like that around, you know. <laughs> but really, the-, the NRA is a much broader base group, for sure. It is, um, and and we fight that stereotype every year when we're out trying to get get donations and sponsors for our banquet. As soon as you say you're the the NRA, a lot of companies all of a sudden you know get gun shy, um, and uh, and just and not want to associate their business name with the NRA because they feel that stereotype. But what a lot of people don't understand, and once we can get them to realize that the friends of the NRA is actually a little bit separate than the NRA nationally. Um, our group specifically raises money for education on gun on gun safety, um, and you, you let in on, on where some of our proceeds go. So uh, so every year, um, all of the the local state chapters throughout the state. There's probably uh, about 27 or 30 state chapters in Louisiana. Um, we raise funds towards a, a joint cause, um, usually in the neighborhood of just about a million dollars a year. And half of that money uh, goes up to the national education programs, but that other half, that other five hundred thousand a year, comes directly back to youth shooting groups through grants and uh, funding programs. Uh, so all your Boy Scouts, all your 4-H clubs, um, a lot of shooting ranges, all get grants from us directly, directly straight to them in March. Um, we sit for our grant meeting, so that that five hundred thousand comes right back to your you get to the youth and kids of the uh, Louisiana. You know, they often get NRA often gets criticized from the other side, the anti-gun people, the people who want more gun control or gun con- confiscation or all the different varieties of gun control that they try to present. And and they say the NRA is, is, is controlling our politicians. You know, they, they have lobbyists. And, and certainly, you know, I think it's a perfect example of democracy at, at work. I mean, it's a grassroots organization. There are millions of people who share the same philosophy with regard to the Second Amendment. And then there are, are industry, firearms companies, and places like Jefferson Gun Outlet that support wise and proper use of, of firearms to support our Second Amendment. I mean, that is the way it's supposed to work. Why they they criticize that, 
I have no idea. Right, and it's the, the, the people who are criticizing it are the exact other ones that are lobbying on the other side of the fence. So, you know, it's the, it's the typical right versus left fight, and that's never going to end. Um, and, you know, at, at some point, we'll, we'll, there'll be, I don't know, I don't know if there is a middle ground. There might be a middle area, uh, but, you know, who, who's going to be there? But it is. It's, it's they, they stereotype us as, as these, you know, gun nuts who want fully automatic weapons to go shoot Bambi, you know, and, and it's like, no, um, you know, it, all we're doing is just trying to, to have, have our toys, so to speak, just like everyone else has their own individual toys. Um, and, you know, everyone, everyone's idea of what a toy is is, is a little bit different, um, but there is just some basic, basic stuff that, that we're asking for. Uh, you know, I mean, hey, where would you, you know, could you be in your duck boat right now without without guns? It's kind of hard to throw throw rocks at ducks. Uh, yeah, there's a few times yeah. that in <laughs> in, party, in parties and stuff that I've gotten to, and I guess people know I work at a gun store, and uh, every now and then, you know, after a, a couple of drinks, somebody will bring up the fact that, you know, they don't like guns or, or whatever it may be, but hey, look, we're downtown, we're in New Orleans, so when it's time to leave, they usually ask me where I parked, uh, you know, so I can walk with them <laughs> to their car, which is always kind of strange uh, to me. What do you want? What do you want me? You know, you might, I might accidentally shoot you with my gun. You don't want any part of me or my gun. You don't want me to help you walk to your car, right? It's a dangerous gun that I'm carrying. Yeah. But no, they sure do want you next to them with that gun in case a bad guy comes out of the woodwork. So it's uh, it's a very odd uh interaction i have on, it, on a semi- is, you know, weekly basis exactly it's people. the same thing you know everybody would be like uh you know oh oh you know when the when the when the world goes to, to pot and the, the zombies come out we know where we're going you know and they're always implying they're coming to my house i'm like why because i have the things you don't want right uh, you know <laughs> yeah it so. is an interesting conversation do you take a bunch of people hunting um don through the the, the interview with the show maybe not on a strictly hunting basis do they ever do they ever change their mind talking to you or going hunting with you or anything you know that that's a really interesting subject and, and something that i've observed and worked on over the years <clears throat> and i've come to this conclusion that as far as the hunting part of it when you look at the overall population we're down now to about where 10 percent of the population in this country believes in hunting or active hunters and they go actually out and participate then you've got another 10 percent that are actively trying to end it they don't believe in hunting or use of killing of animals in any way shape or form although it's probably the most natural thing on this planet things die to continue life for other things but the overwhelming majority 80 percent of the population is the ones that are in the middle And that's the ones that each 10% tries to persuade to come to their side. And I have found that most of those 80%, if they get the facts, if they get the accurate information, and they think about it in a logical way, will say, well, it's not for me. I can't take the life of an animal, but I understand why you do it, and I support you in doing that. And as long as we can keep it at that pace, I feel like hunting is going to have a place in this country and in this world and stay safe. But if it starts going the other way too much, and for a while there it was, but I think organizations like the NRA, because they're very active in hunters' rights, and many other organizations have, have made it an effort through the media, through people like me. They furnish me an awful lot of information to try to get out to the general public. And once the people get the accurate information and the truth, 
then they come away with a completely different. So to answer your question, that's the long answer. The short answer is yes, some of them actually do change their mind and either don't oppose it or some of them will actually get involved in it even at a later age. There's hope for you, Devin. We can get There's you hope out for there, me man. Yet. There's hope for me yet. I did a, <laughs> I did a, another uh, news show back when Gunny was still at the at the range, and um, usually it's pretty simple, but we had one a, a couple years ago that was um, – that's all she wanted to talk about was hunting and how it was, uh, you know, un, um, unnatural to take a, another life. And that was why she was vegan. So I said, that's fine. I, I respect that you're vegan. But you know that by being vegan, you are killing everything. Have you ever watched them go through one of those tofu plants? They kill bugs and squirrels and rabbits. That that vegan yeah. hamburger probably has 500 lives of rabbits on it, and she said, "Oh, I didn't really think of that." I said, yeah, look at one of those videos of the uh, the hawks that that circle those factories, you know, that pick up all those animals that get hit by those tractors or whatever it is that they, uh, you know, that they procure that vegan stuff from. So there's nothing that is uh, completely safe to animals they're getting they're getting whacked one way or another and i think it's much more in tune with nature to go out there and do it yourself and i think it teaches respect for animal life you know and i think it's a good thing i think most people that do it um you know i haven't done it in a while not since i was a kid but i, I gained a very real appreciation for the animal that was you know given its life to give you food that's it, um, and exactly, Don. Just like you were saying, the the that ten percent, we're we're never going to swap that ten percent their their mindset, but that that eighty percent in the middle, that that middle ground of people, are the ones that we just need to just make sure they just keep an open mind, um, and as long as as long as it's just an open mind, uh, they can definitely come either way, uh, but hopefully they just stand on that middle ground and, and help us out a little bit, or if nothing else, don't vote against us. Where do most of the, yeah. uh, do, for your, for our listeners that want to go to or attend one of those Bayou Friends of the NRA conventions that's coming up um, June 27th, how do they do that? So they can go either online directly through the Friends of the NRA uh, website, which is the just the nationally based website. Or they can uh, log on, on on Facebook or Instagram and contact me directly through Bayou Friends NRA um, at Facebook and Instagram. Uh, there's an event page out there. Um, there's links to our phone numbers, and they can contact any of the committee men and, and get us get with us on uh, purchasing tickets or tables. So the, the, you sell them by an individual ticket, or you could buy a table, and that gets you like you and six of your buddies or something correct so uh so so devin's only got six friends but most people are going to come with a table <laughs> less of ten. than that uh, give me too much credit <laughs> uh but right we got it's table of tens or you can buy single tickets uh single tickets are fifty dollars uh tables of tens will start at uh 650 i mean 600 go to 750 and then a thousand and with those tables there's other perks there's other gun raffles and all uh, at those individual table levels you get food too, don't you? Yes, you get an awesome chicken dinner. Uh, you know, it's the infamous chicken dinner that everybody gets. Uh, but the the Landmark Hotel has really had some stellar food, um, and uh, they do they do a, a good job for us. And we've been really pleased since we've moved there. So, uh, so yeah, so well, reach David. out to us on Facebook, and 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 we'll we'll hook you up with some tickets. 
David, I know from working with a lot of nonprofit groups that there's always no overabundance of volunteers. If somebody wants to get actively involved in, in becoming a volunteer and working on putting the banquet or any other events together, uh, can you can you handle that? Should they contact you for that? Yes, uh, and Don, I, I thank you for bringing that up because that is a, a, a sticking point that we always try and get every year is to get some more volunteers helping with the core group. Uh, but we are always looking for people that are that are willing to, to put a little more effort forward and, and, and step up to the plate and help us out on the banquet side and on the volunteering side because we do uh, we'll do stuff all year uh, in generating funds for the friends groups and then also in preparation for our banquet so they can they can reach out uh, the same way uh, through Facebook page or Instagram or our email directly which is byyoufriendsnra at gmail.com. We got some other interesting right. things coming down the pipe too. That we, uh, if you if you join uh, Bayou Friends of the NRA, we're going to do a. Uh, we tried to do one in the last few months, and we had uh, a lot of stuff going on at the shop. Um, probably more now, but anyway, it's it's settled to the fact that we can plan ahead a little bit better. We're going to do a machine gun shoot probably for um, for donations to Bayou Friends of the NRA, and we'll probably sell fifty or so tickets. Um, yeah, so that was be, uh, we were trying to work on that, but but Devin had a little uh, I shot life all the event. I yeah. shot all the ammo, and then I got married. I don't know what, what the hell I'm doing. But, I'm losing um, my mind. But we're looking forward to uh, making it happen this year, and it'll be a fall event, um, and it'll be a machine gun shoot at the at the Jefferson uh, Gun Range on Airline. Um, they've you know they've always helped us out for the last 26 years doing our transfers, and they've. Uh, have uh, tried to work a, a deal out to where we can get guys in at a reduced rate um, and still have a benefit back to the NRA group uh, and let everybody come experience the, the thrill of the giggle switch, so to speak. That's right. And Don, you're invited, and you're invited, and you're invited, <laughs> and you're invited. <laughs> Sounds familiar. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation. If you want to join us, call us at 504 504- 260-6368. We also take text messages. That's at 870-870. We're talking guns. Uh, we've got Devin Burgess, the manager of the Jefferson Gun Outlet. Also, David Klein, who is a local NRA uh, representative for the Friends of the Bayou Chapter of National Rifle Association. Any questions about the organization, we'll be happy to steer you in the right direction, give you some answers if we can. We're back right after this where we're talking guns on WWL FM 105.3 HD2. It's made it easier for And welcome back in. We're also joined by David Klein, uh, the NRA, Friends of the NRA for the Metro New Orleans area. They're talking about a banquet that is coming up. Devin, give us a little sneak preview. You, you're the guy that registers the guns. What type of firearms are going to be either auctioned, raffled, or awarded at this banquet? Oh, I can't tell you that, Don. Come on, Don. Oh, it's we classified? Got, no, it's Come not. on. We got good stuff. Last year, I'm surprised. So I am very... Uh, I am very surprised every year that these guys are able to pull in some of the guns that they do. So, like last year, for instance, um, 365s, the little SIG gun, they had a, f- a few of those. I couldn't even get those to sell. Um, so, what they do is, I think, Dave can correct me if I'm wrong, is they call out uh, to get donations from the big manufacturers like, uh, you know, SIG, Glock, Ruger, Smith & Wesson. And the cool part is they will pick uh, a couple guns from the manufacturer and they will... Add a um, a NRA touch to the guns, so you not only have a gun that you're bidding on that is uh, sought after. You know they don't give you anything that 
obviously nobody wants. They give you the good stuff, and they put an NRA twist on it, so you will have a one of one or a one of ten. You know, they might make ten uh, Ruger 1911s that have NRA banquet stuff on the side of it or an NRA serial number. So you're buying a, um, you know, a sought-after gun with a touch that you're not going to find anywhere else probably on the planet unless you find somebody who bought one at the NRA or won one at the NRA convention and is selling it online. That's the only way to get them is to go to these these banquets. or um, I mean, there's not many of them out there. I only see them once a year when I do this. So, yeah, they get, get guns from the manufacturer, and the manufacturer usually adds a touch of uh, NRA bling to the gun to make it... Um, super cool and very very hard to get i mean they're very collectible and um, they usually get about what like 50 huh you get about 50 guns yeah so we usually have about 50 guns on, on site that we're we're gonna either give a you know give away auction off raffle off uh in one way or another our, our gun of the year this year is a sig 210 um the p210 that's a so nice it's a non-millimeter pistol and just like devin said it's all it's all blinged out with the nra uh logo on it and all so that's our that's our collector gun of the year uh something that we're trying to work out with our uh with our banquet is we're going to have a custom painted gun this year uh we've we're teaming up with a local uh cerakote guy um and i want to put out too many details just in case it falls apart because uh, it's in the works right now uh, but that should be pretty neat. He's uh, he's got a pretty interesting package. He's planning on painting. Uh, it's going to be a, a battle-worn flag with, uh, I believe, some of the preamble underneath the flag, all fully custom Cerakoted. Uh, so it should look pretty slick if he, if it works out. That two ten is like a, like a two thousand dollar. I mean, we sell them. They're in in the store. They're very expensive. That's a very nice gun. So they're not giving yeah. away um, you know the bottom of the barrel stuff that has got rust all over. They're right. giving yeah, away no, really uh, good stuff. We usually we usually have a couple of nice little ones that are that are either collector's item because of the NRA guns or the hard to find ones uh like just last year with the, those sigs that we had daniel defense too gave you some that had some nra um proprietary nra and correct yeah on we, last had, uh, we had we really had some nice. some ar-15s from uh daniel defense that were were specifically designed for us uh and they usually come out with stuff we got a, we got a uh i believe a, a custom painted mossberg this year from the nra uh we got the uh, henry uh the Henry Golden Boy again with the NRA logos on it. Yeah, we got that one already at the mm. store. That was a pretty gun. Yeah, so those Henry Golden Boys, that's just that's a classic. You that lever action with that brass receiver, uh, nothing looks better than that. But yeah, the cool part is if you want uh, any of these guns and you go to the NRA convention, it goes to a good cause, and you get a gun that is what you want and some. You know, it's got a um, a, a tiny drop of NRA memorabilia somewhere on it usually in the serial number on the side of the receiver or a you know a custom finish um it's really cool what they do uh, to support those guys and then uh and just remember uh you know we're non-profit so everything that you uh everything that you do at our banquet is between you and your cpa to to make it to make it all come out in the wash that's right because uh, uh, that's that's the benefit Very of good. coming to a non-profit banquet well, uh, David, we want to certainly give you the opportunity to give us again for people that might just be tuning in, the date, the time, the location, and where the tickets are available. But before we do that, Devin, I just want to follow up on a bill we were tracking through the Louisiana legislature. You and I had talked about this one, that House Bill 483, 
That was the one where it would allow the government to actually confiscate a firearm without a trial, without a charge against someone if employees of that government signed a paper saying you were considered a risk. And it, it died in committee, a vote of 10 to 7, but you can imagine they were only a couple of votes away from getting that thing to continue on through the legislature. Would Hopefully it would not have gone any further, but at least for, for now, that is dead and over for this session, and that is good news. So, David, tell people who are interested in attending this uh, where the tickets are available and where it will be held and, and also the, 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 the date. So, again, it's uh, it's June 27th at the Landmark Hotel in uh, in Metairie. Uh, it's from 6 to 10. Uh, tickets can be uh, bought online at friendsofthenra.org, or you can uh, get in touch with me directly or any of our committee men through our Facebook at Bayou Friends NRA or Instagram at the same uh, uh, ID. Mike wanted me to tell you, too, that we can, um, it's, it's related and kind of unrelated as well. You can join the NRA um, just join the NRA at the store now. I think it's thirty dollars a year, but if you join through our store, uh, it saves you fifteen bucks. Or no, I'm sorry, it saves you five bucks um, if you join in house, like when you pick up a transfer or buy a gun. So it's twenty five dollars a year, um, and we can print you out a uh, whatever credentials they they give you on site when you when you join, which is kind of nice too. So you can join in membership card. Right, right, right. You can join in. Um, in our Jefferson Gun Outlet um, retail store, can you join at the banquet? Uh, so we we truly are not allowed by NRA because of the whole nonprofit status to do memberships uh, during the banquet. That makes sense. Um, but uh, we do definitely recommend heading over to Jefferson Gun. If nothing else, if you're not a member and you win one of our guns at the banquet when you go to collect it, uh, go ahead and drop an extra uh, twenty five bucks on the plate and. Uh, get a membership there because uh, that that twenty five does go a long way on a national level. And Devin, will you have banquet tickets at the store if people want to just stop by Jefferson Gun Outlet and pick them up? We will, we will, and we'll also have um, you know Dave is is a uh, frequent flyer over there. So um, any other questions that I can answer, um, we can definitely shoot you over to him. But yeah, we will. We'll be able to sell banquet tickets there until um, till towards the end of June. Yeah, we'll have uh, the, we can we can get some to him. Uh, we will have to probably pick those up uh, probably about two weeks out when we kind of give final numbers. We do allow walk-ins, but we try to do all pre-sales if we can. I think y'all were full last time. Correct, we were sold out, and that makes it a little a little bit difficult to let the walk-ins happen when we're sold out ahead of time. Uh, but we try to we try to make sure we're always available for anybody that wants to come and join us. Well, let's hope for a huge turnout, and uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we got Jim Fisher standing by, Devin. You know Jim. He's with U.S. Law Shield. He's going to talk about some of the services they offer and some events that they'll be bringing into the Metro New Orleans area. We're talking guns. Don Dubuque, Devin Burgess, special guest David Klein, friends of NRA. Jim Fisher, U.S. Law Shield, joins us next right here after this timeout on WWL-FM 105.3 HD2. And welcome back in. Those of you who are regular listeners know that each month when we do Talking Guns, we uh, talk about a gun product of the month. And, Devin, we have a, uh, I guess, an unusual product of the month we're going to talk about today. It is unusual, but um, but it's funny that, that you said that me and Dave were just talking about the, the Jim Fisher who's with, um, he said, well, I'm going to let him explain it because I've explained it on the phone and I was wrong. The gun product of the month is the Law Shield Legal Protection 
for using your, uh, if you have to, or unfortunate enough to defend your life or someone else's life, uh, using your firearm. And the repercussions and after effects is where Jim Fisher comes into play with Law Shield. Jim, you with us? Hey, I am. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. So tell us a little bit about Law Shield and what legal protection you offer to your customers and clients. Sure thing. So I think you did a great job. Uh, we have, we're a membership organization, member-driven organization with about 385,000 members nationwide. Uh, we have attorneys in all 50 states. And at our core, what we are is legal defense for self-defense. You know, we, uh, we provide all of our members comprehensive legal representation, start to finish, criminal and civil, for any matter relating to self-defense. So uh, God forbid you have to discharge a firearm in your home and you, you take out the bad guy, you're out in the at the Walmart, or you pick up a frying pan even, you know, if you even use your hands, it doesn't matter. Uh, we represent you start to finish. There's no caps. There's no limits. There's no reimbursement component. You get an attorney the minute that that incident, <clears throat> excuse me, the minute that incident takes place, and we represent you all the way through, whether it takes a day, a month, even three years sometimes. So um, we, we take care of you from, from the second it happens. If, you know, 3 o'clock in the morning, Christmas Day, you hear somebody downstairs, and uh, you go downstairs and, and you take care of the threat, uh, you call our attorney emergency hotline at that moment, 3 o'clock in the morning, you're talking to your local attorney. Uh, he's advising you on what to do, and then we represent you all the way through if you're ever charged with anything. That's interesting because I think there is a need for what you offer. It's a um, So it's kind of like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's kind of like legal insurance if you have to use your firearm or anything in self-defense uh, and y'all handle the repercussions or after effects. A lot of people think that, um, you know, you, you, somebody's in your home and, and has a weapon and attacks you and, you, you, like you said, take care of that threat, keep your family safe, and then it's over. That's usually not the case. That's usually where it begins, and then the, the misery starts, and that's, that's when y'all come in, right, and help with that. That's exactly it. You know, I often say a critical incident takes, what, 10 seconds to take place. You pull that trigger and, and the threat goes down. But if you're not ready for the aftermath, it could take a lifetime to put those pieces back together. And I think too many people, including myself, prior to, you know, working for this organization, believe that, well, I'm the good guy. You know, if I have to use my gun to defend myself or a loved one, I, I'm the cops are going to come. They're going to pat me on the back. They're going to take away the bad guy. And I'm going to go about my business and be a hero. And it just doesn't work that way. Unfortunately, there are far too many factors that come into play. Uh, even if you have the right to self-defense, you still have to go into a court and prove and, and raise that right of self-defense. And that can often get very expensive. And that's what we try to do is alleviate that, that fear or that, you know, give you that peace of mind of knowing that you might have to empty your 401k or your, your college tuition fund for your children to defend yourself in a, a murder or a homicide or, a, you know, a wrongful death type case that comes after something that you were truly justified in doing and i you know especially for working for the organization i've seen people's lives be be torn apart and they were very good honest hard-working americans and we work to make sure that that doesn't happen yeah and i think we've seen that played out in the news uh time and time again over the last couple of years uh with with all of these guys that that wind up doing something that the media plays out and ultimately they they're off the hook but it is. It's it's a it's a year to two year long battle that they, they've fought, uh, and if you've you've done anything uh, legal wise, it's not cheap. Well, most um, people don't realize it's a y'all cover it's a criminal case, 
right? And then there's also a civil case that usually follows, and y'all help with both right, of those? Right, We We represent you all the way through both. And, you know, some states around the, around the union have what's called a civil immunity statute, where if you're found not guilty of a crime, you can't be charged civilly. So we will help you raise that because even that can get costly to go in and, and raise that justification. But uh, if you are charged civilly, that's actually where most people get beat up in these things because, you know, they might get found not guilty. They move on or they might not get charged in the first place. But then, you know, you could shoot the worst person in the world, the biggest gangbanger in the world. And I promise you there's somebody out there that either loved that person or wants to make money off that person. And they will be sure to come after you for whatever they can. And we actually see that happen in most places more often than what we see happen to on the criminal side, you know, and either way, it's going to be a, a, a tragic situation. I, I'm sure most people at first thought are like, I'd rather go through the civil side because I'm not going to go to prison, but it could still completely rip your family and your life apart. If you're losing your home or something of that sort, trying to trying to beat that case. Hello, hello. You know, Jim, I think lost Devin? Devin? No, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. I know we got a lot of questions for Jim. Jim, uh, I know you're from, from Pennsylvania, and, and I think the organization has a fertile playing field here in Louisiana. Let me tell you why. I don't know how Pennsylvania is, but in Louisiana, our television commercials are dominated by what is known as ambulance chases. We've got attorneys that are just coming out saying, if you've been in an auto accident, they've got all kind of names, the strong arm, the stiff arm. They won't be so big. Let us know. We'll take them down. And it is rampant, the frivolous lawsuits that go. Some of them, most of them don't even go to trial. The insurance companies are settling. I'm sure a lot of these same attorneys would gladly take on a case where they, they haven't gone so far as to cut a commercial that says, have you been shot by some trigger-happy, gun-toting gun note who was looking for trouble? <laughs> and, and, and I think it really is a blatant thing here in Louisiana because we're known. That's why our insurance costs are so high. Would that be a similar situation here in Louisiana, or would the, your rates be equalized throughout the country? No, it's a good question. I mean, the, the political dynamic and the demographics around the country definitely vary, and it changes the way that our, our product is perceived. It changes the way that a self-defense incident is perceived. You know, there's certainly places where you kind of get the benefit of the doubt up front, and then there's certain places where you're instantly crucified, and you need to, you know, guilty until proven innocent kind of thing. But, you know, when it comes to the civil thing, I think that's just – we live in a litigious society. I think everybody would agree with that. And there's always, I, you know, there's always going to be an attorney that's going to be looking for those types of cases. And when you're involved in a self-defense incident, whether you're on the receiving end of the bullet or you're the one with the gun in your hand, uh, I can't imagine an attorney's not going to be reaching out to you to see what they can do to provide you some assistance. You know, the other thing that, that really makes me lean towards your product is when I see what happens when there's a police officer, a law enforcement is involved in a, in a shooting with a criminal. Uh, all the training they've received, all of the things that they've gone through, they still end up being sued, either civilly or criminally, for, for their actions. So you can only imagine what shots they would take at the average person who, even though they may have gone through some training and concealed carry permitting process, they still would be a bigger target than a law enforcement, or certainly you would think they would be an easier target. Yeah, they would certainly be an easier target in the eyes of, you know, the prosecutor or whoever is bringing that case. Um, I think it's important to remind everybody that, you know, even after a law enforcement officer is involved in a shooting, 
they get 72 hours that they are legally required to not speak about the case. They have to decompress. They have to get a good night's sleep. And what we always say is, is if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander, right? You've got law enforcement getting those 72 hours by law to not communicate to anybody or, or basically give a statement. But when you're a civilian and you're involved in a situation like this, law enforcement is going to show up on the scene and they're going to ask you what happened. And they're just trying to do their job. And, and no way are they, you know, I'm saying that they're trying to pin anybody up. But if you start answering those questions right now, 15, 20 minutes after you're involved in a self-defense incident, your, your adrenaline's going. You just had that chemical dump in your brain. You know, you're not going to remember that clearly. You're going to have had that tunnel vision. And it's the wrong time to be talking. And what we see a lot of people do, and it's very unfortunate, is they, they misrepresent what was going on in their mind at the time of that incident. And what they, you know, perceive of the incident afterwards is often far different than what really took place in those very moments leading up to where they feared for their life. And they often get themselves in a lot more trouble or create a situation where they get charged in the first place based off of some of the things they say on the, on the scene after that incident. And the reason I, you know, to tie this back to what you asked me is not only do I think you get looked at heavier when you're a civilian, but or you might get looked at heavier as a law enforcement officer, but you're going to have a tougher time as a civilian. But also up front, you're treated much differently when you're on that scene. And I think it's important to take that into consideration and make sure that you respectfully request an attorney before you start speaking and you, you take the time to decompress and, and figure out exactly what just went on. And, and that's going to really do you better in the long run. Yeah, and, and Jim, uh, on a lot of those two— just tuning— on Jim, on a lot of those, they, they, they originally targeted that to concealed carry owners. Uh, but the, the average guy who's not concealed carrying but winds up defending his home uh, is also going to fall into that same uh, world of, of defending himself. And so the guy who's not carrying every day still could benefit from using your insurance plans as, as a protection. Uh, and I think a lot, a lot of people don't, don't realize that. You're, you're correct. A lot of members come to us or potential members come to us and say, I really want to, you know, be a member of your program, but I don't have my concealed carry yet. It doesn't matter at all. You know, there is no restriction in our organization for people that have a concealed carry permit, even if you own a gun. You know, when the company originally started, we were a firearms legal program, but it's very important to know that we are now a legal defense for self-defense. Like I was joking earlier, if you pick up the frying pan while you're cooking dinner and you got to take care of a threat, you know, we're going to represent you in that. And it goes all the way down to your bare hands. If you are a, a trained you know, you, you practice, uh, you know, Muay Thai or one of these other martial arts. And, you know, these people are very disciplined, but they are heavily looked at when they get into some type of self-defense incident. You know, boxers often have somebody attack them and they punch them and it's lights out. And now they're getting sued civilly for using pretty much a deadly weapon, you know, and that's something that we represent as well. And, and we've had a few cases of uh, some Brazilian jiu-jitsu trained individuals who, you know, stopped the threat in a bar, you know, put a fight to rest and, and they got, they got treated pretty rough because of their skill set. So we represent all the way down to that. Jim, uh, you know, I love your term legal defense of self-defense, but actually uh, U.S. Law Shield does much more in events that, and you can tell us about ones that will be coming here to the New Orleans area. What goes on at those events aside from just closing a deal and getting people signed up for the program? You also offer a lot of training and advice and services, and I know that from interviewing people from your organization over the years. Sure. So membership is almost secondary, right? 
we lead with education. We want everybody to be an armed civilian, a legally armed civilian, but we also want them to be an educated armed civilian. And what we believe in providing law-abiding gun owners and people that choose to use other methods of self-defense is if you understand the law and you understand what your rights are and you understand what you can and cannot do on a state-by-state basis, because it's very, very different across this country, you're going to put yourself in a position to make a better decision in the first place. And we often joke, if we educate you for free, we're probably not going to have to represent you as much because you're going to know with the situation you're in, whether or not you can, you know, what level of force that you can provide and, and how you're going to be able to handle that situation legally. And it's so, so important to understand that you have to take the time to educate yourself because ignorance is not a defense. If you were to use self-defense and then you tell the cop, I'm sorry, I thought I could do that here. It's just not going to cut it. So we lead with education. We provide about 120 educational workshops and seminars a month across the country. Uh, we have a couple coming up in the New Orleans area. I know on 6-4, on June 4th, we have one in Marrero down there in the New Orleans area. Um, we'll have plenty more coming up in that area as well. Um, and our attorney, James Reeves, who you all might recognize from uh, TFBTV, the Firearms Blog YouTube channel, We'll be up there talking about legally justified use of deadly force, you know, uh, castle doctrine, stand your ground, uh, civil liability uh, after a case. So we really try to let all of our members and potential members and just general members of the public come out and get an education on something that most people don't provide you the education on. Well, hopefully we'll be given one of those events at Jefferson Gun Outlet. In the meantime, uh, can people sign up online or, or call and give us your contact information? Absolutely, and we'd love to come out. Um, and that's another thing. If anybody has an organization or association where they would like to have us come out and have an attorney speaker for two hours, talk about the law, and make sure that everybody is, is up to date on the law and educated, you know, we would be happy to do that as well and just reach out to us. But you can go to gunlawseminar.com. And gunlawseminar.com has a list of all of our upcoming workshops across the country. You just filter that to Louisiana, and you'll see all the ones coming up in your, in your backyard. And if you want to look into membership, you can go to uslawshield.com slash join, um, and that will give you all the information about becoming a member. And, you know, for $10.95 a month to have that peace of mind, it, it's really invaluable. That's, I spend more than that on coffee every couple of days. So, you know, it's uh, – it's a great price point. And, Very good. Uh, and and we'll be happy to come out to anybody else. Thanks for spending the time with us, Jim. We really appreciate it. Hope to talk with you again. Thanks to you, Devin Burgess. Great job on the co-hosting. And also David Klein for coming out there with the NRA Friends of NRA Banquet. That's going to be coming up on June 27th. Check it all out. We'll see you all again next time with another edition of Talking Guns right here on WWL-FM 105.3 HD. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.